0: The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lange Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than forty years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their Ortho Quick Walk In service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net.
1: It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo. Here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, Lawson Smith, intern two in the house. I am producerless today. No, you're not. Oh no. You're the producer. No, I'm just a I'm just a guy pushing <laughs> you buttons just and here. hoping. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Although we've we we've managed to make it work. It, we we've been back. We had to go back to the old system because I don't know the new system. So we're we're, we're back on the old system for now. We're halfway home. Halfway home and on Wednesday on Hump Day. So we're literally day. on the other side of we the week. Yeah. So it's five o'clock on Wednesday, and you guys are on your way home. Glad that you are. If you are listening, we appreciate it. If you're watching on Facebook, hello, comment, let us know you're there. Like, share, all of those things. Share. Uh, make sure you share. Share. Share with your friends. Yeah. Um, Don't hog us all to yourselves. <laughs> Twitter and YouTube are also on, I think. Um, I haven't checked YouTube, although I probably should. Last uh, I
2: checked, Twitter was good. So.
1: Twitter's definitely good. Uh YouTube is, in fact, on. And it's on our website, sm-tnsports.com. You can see it. What about LinkedIn? But They're not on LinkedIn. We're not on LinkedIn. So I tried. I, I, I was trying to get that going, and it wouldn't let me hit the you know, schedule, show, or whatever button. So I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this eh, anyway. I'm done good. with LinkedIn. We're good. So we're good. I gave them like two and a half chances. There's, there's still plenty of places. To find this. If you're looking. If you're looking for us on LinkedIn, (laughs) you're probably looking in the wrong place anyway. (laughs) I
0: mean, the simplest is to just go to the website, sm-tnsports.com.
1: It sure is. That's where you can find the podcast. Uh, You can find the video. You can find all of the latest local sports news. The most timely and comprehensive coverage
0: of area sports.
1: That's correct. Let's uh, first tell you that um, this segment here is brought to you by Columbia Academy.
0: This segment's brought to you by Columbia Academy. They're scheduling appointments for visits. You can find them online at cabulldogs.org. They have campuses in Columbia and in Spring Hill, so be sure and check them out. Again, that's cabulldogs.org, Columbia Academy.
1: Let's talk a little baseball. The All-Star game last night.
2: Um, it kind of just happened. It, Yeah, that's
1: about what it did. It was absolutely dreadful to watch. I mean, Vlad's homer was fine, whatever, but. And unfortunately,
0: Shohei Atani's All-Star game performance didn't live up to the hype. He's still having a great season. And, you know, he's doing some things that nobody has ever done in the game and may never do again. But last night was pretty anticlimactic as far as he went. And it was pretty anticlimactic as far as the game went.
1: It's almost like he doesn't want to be in the spotlight. I don't know about that. I mean, it just didn't happen. Sure. I'm just saying, like, I mean,. Who watches Angels games? It's not like they're on Sunday night baseball a whole bunch, you know, and I I guess, you know, when you're baby brother to the Dodgers in your own town, right. it's kind of like, well, I don't sort of I don't like, have sort to of like the Clippers to the Lakers. There's huh? not a bunch of hype yeah. around me. You know, and even if there was, there's still not. Well, there probably should be. There's a, there ought to be a lot more than there is. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't realize
0: until I watched the game last night. He's got thirty three home runs and seventy RBIs at the at the All-Star. At break. the brick. That's and a three four nine ERA and thirteen starts.
1: That's, I mean, that's unheard
0: of. That's straight high school, you know. And I think it's
1: fantastic.
0: Uh, but I'm kinda old school. Well. I, I like guys that can do a lot of things.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: And and I like that the Angels. Or allowing him to and finding a way to take full advantage of all of his talents. But, like you said, kind of being in the shadow of the world champions, it's,
2: I mean, it's kind of hard. I was about to say, if they really wanted to let him, you know... Use his talents. They would send him to a team that's, you know. <laughs> no, I think they want him to use his talents for them. I know. But <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. the angels are kind of. uh Yeah, that's tough I mean, out there. When I started getting into baseball, I, I I was shocked to find out that the angels are a real team. I thought it was I just a they movie. Were, yeah, I thought it. They were based off. I thought it was just <laughs> the movie. Angels in the outfield. <laughs> There no, you go. I'm they're a, they're a real team. They are a real team. <laughs> they even won a so, world sort, championship. Sort of like you have a real
1: girlfriend.
2: Oh, shut up.
1: <laughs> they they won a world championship yeah. in the last 20 years. So yeah, yeah. Uh, was it 01?
2: It was yeah. It was Sounds a
1: long about, time ago. It, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more recent than I'm the not, Braves, but it's I'm been a while. I'm not sure. I'm not you know what, to be honest with you, I'm not sure you were alive when hmm. they won the World Series, two thousand two. So I guess you were.
2: Yep. 99. Um.
1: Barely. But yeah, you were a youngster. They defeated the Giants in seven.
2: Oh, the year Barry Bonds failed to win because he was on the he was on that team. He
1: was. He was.
2: <laughs> Nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. Um. Interesting. But you know, but
0: whatever. again, it was again it was just kind of anticlimactic all the way around last night. And those uniforms didn't help.
1: Okay, so hmm, I'm ki- I'm cooking in the kitchen, and I hear all oh, these uniforms are cool. Oh no! <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Who made the uniforms? Again? And I said Nike, Nike
0: made the uniforms, but I mean somebody had to come up with the idea. I'm not ready to throw Nike completely under the bus on this, but
1: well, so I asked. I said are you sure you like these
2: uniforms? (laughs) You might want to take a closer look there. And she
1: was
0: like. Because
1: I'm about to put you on the radio if
0: you do. (laughs) Well,
1: she didn't. She was like, oh, I thought this was Atlanta. Well, that doesn't make any sense. She thought it was just the Braves playing and they had the blue uniforms. Mm -hmm. She thought the Braves were in the blue. And she was like, well, that's different. You know, I kind of like that. But then I, I was like, no, look at. Like, look at the chest, and look, she was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. I can't read anything. Like, I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> so not only did you take them out of their actual uniforms where we could know exactly where they were, who they played for, you made it to where you couldn't read it even on the uniform that you gave them.
0: Now, I will say this. The caps were kind of cool. I did like the caps with the logo with the
1: star behind it. But
0: I think you could have gone with the caps, and they still could have worn – their individual uniforms. Agree. I think that would have been cool, but you couldn't make as much selling those caps as you can make it selling those jerseys, which is probably the game.
1: I don't know. I I, I mean, if you bought one of those, I, I would I would love to see the numbers of how many they made versus how many they sold because I'll bet you they lost money. <laughs>
0: I hope you're right.
1: Because they'll never do it again if they did. Yeah. I, I would love to see. Here's what I would love to see. Everybody's got the, the I guess the NFL kind of calls it the uh, the color. Color rush. Color rush uniforms. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody nowadays has the, the other colored road jersey. Like Atlanta wears the navy and, mm-hmm. you know, Boston wears the red. Wear those if you're the away team. Mm. And then – the home team can wear their home whites or whatever. Yeah. And and
0: I have a real problem with colored pants in baseball. Dumb. I, that's that's and, and I didn't really realize it until last night when I was reacting on Twitter to some uniform talk. White at home, gray on the road, end of story.
1: no, no offense to Little League, but that's little league stuff. That's 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 not even little it's T ball stuff. T ball should be the last time you wear colored pants.
0: I'd agree with that completely. White,
1: gray. I mean, I think when I was eight. White pinstripes? You know. Oh. Yellow pants. Yellow pants. Yeah, with royal blue. It was bad. We were the mighty pups. The mighty
0: pups with yellow pants. And Royal Boys, so many jokes. there. <laughs> and, and you couldn't read it either because none the, of them the, good. the yeah.
1: the the, cu- the, uh, the screen print was yellow on white with blue pinstripes. You oh. couldn't read anything. Oh. It was it was poor decision. Poor decision. Oh, bad. I had no control over that. My dad, however, probably had some say <laughs> in it. So sorry, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Under the bus here. Appreciate you. But yeah, uniforms like that. <clears throat> white at home, gray on the road. No matter what color your jersey is. Yep. Yep. Period. Period. I'd be okay if everybody wore their color jersey. Period. Well, I think you There's, know in the in the All
0: Star game,
1: you don't have to have white and an, and an other color, but you could.
0: I mean, you could wear white and then you could wear the other color if you were the away team.
1: I'm just saying you could all wear different colors because it's not like it's, it's not, not like football, right? It's not like football. Is my point. You're, yeah. you're not trying to throw the ball to the. You know, the other team. Yeah. So, I just think it would be cool if they did that. Because if you go back and look at those 70s uniforms where, Mm -hmm. you know, the A's were wearing the yellow V-necks and, you know, everybody had different colors. Mm -hmm. They weren't white and gray. They were colored. And that was cool. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Do that. The only thing that may have been worse than the uniforms. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe
0: were the defensive shifts in the infield.
1: Man, it's an all-star
0: game. Why play you, baseball. Play, why are we shifting in an all-star game?
1: I mean, why not? Hey, you're, you're, you play to win the game. An <laughs> exhibition game. That means nothing
0: now that they've gotten rid of that winner gets home field advantage in the World Series. It means nothing. But it, I mean, you want to win the game, clearly. I mean, I, Herm, yeah. Herm Edwards is not wrong. You do play to win the game. But you also play to show the talents of the best players in the game, in this game. And when you've got three guys on one side of the infield,
1: come on. As I'm listening to George Plaster on the way in, hmm? Watson Brown brings up a great point about the intensity level that was once seen in the MLB All-Star Game as opposed to other professional sports All-Star Games. Mm. You just don't see that type of intensity anymore. But you don't see that in regular season either because, I mean, like Freddie Freeman and Aaron Judge last night when they're at first base and Freddie's talking about how he's going to look short compared to Aaron Judge if he gets to first base – I mean, that's just what Freddie does. I mean, he talks to people like that in the regular season. And I don't have a problem with that. No. I mean, I don't I don't think he wants to win any less because he's joking.
0: I and, and I don't think I don't think any of us wants to see Pete Rose run through Ray Fossey in an all star game. Well
1: I, just, I think Lawson might he is a hockey guy.
0: <laughs> not in an
1: all, not not in an all star game. I mean, no, but
0: yeah. especially in this all star game where teams have the rest of their seasons to play. Sure, I mean, you know, what if Acuna does what he did on Saturday last night?
1: I mean. Nobody
0: wants that. Nobody.
1: No, you you're right. I was just I'm just saying I don't think there's any less intensity or any just because there is less intensity, I don't think there's any less of desire a to desire win. to win. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I agree that shifting in an all star game is trash can juice. Yeah. So as
0: were those uniforms.
1: Uh the Nashville Sounds, big winners last night, as they do what they do. Right? Uh, The Nashville Sounds are last year's Atlanta Braves. (laughs) Yeah. If they get to the ninth and they're anywhere within striking distance, you're probably going to lose.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Tim Lopes with the sexy walk-off sacrifice fly last night. Yeah, buddy. Scoring Cooper Hummel to give the host Sounds a 2-1 10-inning victory. Over the Louisville Bats to open that six-game series at First Horizon Park. Um, As we mentioned in the rundown, those two will continue their series tonight at 7.05. Sounds 38-22 with that win. Matching their most games over five hundred of the year at 16. Um, Louisville falls to 24-35. As Carson Fulmer, former Vandy boy, takes the loss um, at First Horizon. Alec Bettinger. Turned twenty six yesterday. Celebrated with six scoreless innings and twelve strikeouts. That's a good day. That's that's a happy pretty birthday, Day like don't get much better than that. I don't guess. Sound, it, I guess he could have gotten the win, maybe, but other than that, yeah, he took the no decision. But that was the seventh walk off of we- the year.
1: Weigel got the win. Patrick Weigel. There we go. Uh yes, the seventh walk off of the year for the Sounds, and I've seen like two of them. So that's pretty impressive. It's. It's crazy. I mean, they like I said, if they're within striking distance in the ninth, you better watch out because this team can hit. Yeah. Um, also, in other minor league news, they the Sounds posted today and announced that their season has been extended by, I think it's ten games. Mm-hmm. They will host Columbus in a five game series uh, immediately following their final uh, regular season series that was supposed to be against Memphis. But now it will be against Columbus. So then are they going to Columbus for five games or where do the other five games? I don't come know. From? I did didn't it say see it. Really? It, yeah, I it didn't say. So hmm.
0: interesting. So the Braves obviously are off tonight and tomorrow night they resume play Friday against visiting Tampa. So
1: uh, or Tampa Bay or yeah, whatever they are. Uh but, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Meanwhile, this day in Braves history, on July 14, 1968, Hank Aaron became the eighth major leaguer to reach the 500 home run plateau, hitting a three-run shot in the third inning off Mike McCormick. that proved to be the difference in Atlanta's 4-2 win over visiting San Francisco. Aaron's homer came a year to the day after former Braves teammate Eddie Matthews reached the 500 home run milestone for the Astros, At Candlestick Park against Giants ace Juan Marichal. So, July Fourteenth, a big day, big day in sixty-seven and sixty-eight. Not so big today because there is nothing going on.
1: Nothing, not a darn thing,
0: except Game Four of the NBA Finals and Little League, a couple of Little League
1: games, (laughs) and Post-Nineteen. If you want to go to Huntsville, yeah. Well, go. (laughs) Better hurry. (laughs) Zero, zero. Reason not to go to First Horizon Park tonight. None. Yeah. Zero reason. Nothing else. If TV. you get there now, as a matter of fact, you can be in line to get the Johnny Cash wind-up
2: racer. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, all three of us need to go to a sounds game um, at some point. I, at least I think so.
1: I yes, I'm a big fan. I, I love going. So. Of course, the next time Chris goes,
0: he's got to pick something up while he's there. What's that? A credential.
1: <laughs> my media credential got washed in the washer. Oh. No bueno. No bueno. <laughs> it's all right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, guys, we're going to talk about the Pac 12 North Division, which we know all the things about. So, yeah. Where,
0: where's my Rogers when you need them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint as we come right back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com.
0: Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff.
1: Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. High school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao Mopat and Lawson Smith here with you in the front porch sports headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM and the Lee Company Studio. Happy to have you along with us. 28 minutes past the hour here. And. A beautiful day as we look outside the front porch window here out on the West 7th construction issues. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it is what it is. We've come to just... This is just what it is at this point. Um. So as we continue our college football talks, and we get into the Pac-12 specifically. I think the the big key here, or the big question here is, at what point does the Pac-12 become relevant in the top four college football playoff talks again?
0: Well, it's not this year. I mean, I don't know when it is, but it's
1: not this year. Is Oregon primed for an opportunity to to at least play into that conversation?
0: The conversation starts with Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and probably Georgia. Right? It's definitely the first three. After mm-hmm. that, it's kind of a yeah. Crapshoot toss up. Okay, so after that it's a crapshoot toss-up.
1: So what you're asking? I mean, who who's in that next level? My thought is I don't think anybody in the Pac twelve can beat Oregon. Right. <laughs> so I mean, if they go undefeated, they're in the con they're in they're going to be in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But what if Oklahoma goes undefeated? And you have to choose between those two. It's Oklahoma. Even though they're 0-3 in and 3, and 3, three tries before? Yep.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just, just – because, again, I, I, think, I think if you look at who Oklahoma has to play to get undefeated and who Oregon has to play to get undefeated, I think the people making that decision are
1: going to and, – and it's supposed to be based on this, this year. This year, I know. But you don't think that, that history played a part in getting Alabama in once or twice? At least once?
0: Probably.
1: The but, year they won the national championship over Georgia. They may or may not should have been in the in the playoffs at all.
0: Well, the year that they, what, they beat LSU?
1: Yeah, well, that was. I mean, but I mean,
0: I, I just don't know that Oregon's going to get that benefit of the doubt. Even as Oklahoma, like you said, has, (laughs) I won't say what I almost said, but even though Oklahoma has not fared very well in those games once they've gotten there.
1: Well, if anybody's going to, it's Oregon.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's all or nothing for the Pac-12 with Oregon.
1: And it's on the backs of Mario Cristobal and offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) That's funny to think about, isn't it? The fact that Cristobal and Joe Moorhead are in Oregon, in Eugene, what?
0: Yeah, I mean, Mario Cristobal, who's been a Florida guy, basically throughout his collegiate coaching rise, is suddenly the guy at Oregon. And Joe Moorhead, who struggled about, like we're talking about Oklahoma, at Mississippi State.
1: I just I mean – Essentially, if Oregon gets in, it'll be because they beat Ohio State in what, week one or two that they play Ohio State. Hmm. I mean that's that's basically going to determine whether or not the Pac twelve has a chance.
0: The thing about that is I think I think because oh, so I, I think Ohio State has a better chance of overcoming that loss.
1: Well, I don't disagree with that. But I think if Oregon was to win that game and it came down and, to them and go ends, undefeated and it came down to them and somebody else, that gets them in over whoever over else. Over whoever
0: else, yeah.
1: So that's just kind of how I'm looking at it. Uh, the Ducks had uh, – they lost the most turnovers of any team in the Pac-12 last year with 16, but I don't Ooh. think that's going to be a big deal. Uh, You know – Last year, they lost a lot of defensive players because of the opting out situation. Mm-hmm. They get seven starters back, and I think that's going to be kind of their their big selling point. Is They're going to be the best defense in the Pac-12. Now, other teams in the North, you've got Washington, who, I mean, after the, you know... After you lose or you go to the – they were in the playoff, right? They were in the playoff. Mm. Who's that? Washington. They were in the college football playoff that one year, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. they've Yeah, they've been before. I mean, they weren't this past year.
1: Right. But they, they – so that's a program that, that was on the rise and then your head coach leaves. And now you've got a guy named Jimmy Lake who I've never heard of. <laughs> And they're supposed to be the second best team in this comp in, in this division. And they may very well be. And they very, you're right. They very well may be. I don't I don't know if there's Washington is where um I'm not sure their quarterback is Dylan Morris this year. Mm-hmm. I think he played a little bit, but Sam Heward um transferred up there. Sammy. where was he? Uh,
0: is that Brock Heward's kid? Probably. Because I mean, um, he played at Washington.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. So, he was the nation's number one pro-style quarterback and number three tw- overall prospect um, coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is he a guy that, you know, as a – he's a true freshman. So, he's not – I'm sorry, he's not a uh, – It's not a, a transfer. transfer. Okay. He's a true freshman. Is he a guy that can come in and, you know, bring life to that program? I don't know. Maybe.
0: And it's like you said, I mean, they're they're breaking in a first year coach in Lake, and I think he was an assistant on that previous staff, so I mean the, the, the jury's definitely out on him. But again, uh the rest, or, Oregon has to be their best chance for a College football playoff participant.
1: Well yeah, I mean this is the same division that Jarrett Garantano is gonna be starting in. So yeah,
0: that should be interesting.
1: Winning this division isn't gonna help you. In any way, shape, form, or fashion.
0: Well, I mean, and Washington, this this division consists of Oregon, Washington, Stanford Oregon State, California, and Washington State. Correct. And like you said, Oregon State, Cal, and Washington State don't impress anybody. Stanford and Washington, maybe somewhat more. I mean, Stanford has been a college football playoff contender. I don't know that they've been. Have they been in it? No. So, you know, looking at that division, history is not on, you know, Oregon's side as far as being able to build up enough momentum to impress folks by sweeping through that. So, I think given the the structure of college football right now, it's tough for a Pac-10 team to break in there. And I don't know how they –
1: Overcome that. Stanford, coming off a uh, four and two season last year, that's solid for David Shaw. I, I think Stanford is always that team that's the one you got to watch out for.
0: Yeah, because they're always they're always right there. I mean, they're a team that week in and week out is going to be competitive going out, and for the most part, they're not going to beat themselves. And so you're going to have to – I mean, you've got to – it sounds cliche-ish, but you've got to be on your A game every day when you go out against them because they can beat anybody that they line up
1: against. But they can't go undefeated because they play 12 Power 5 opponents and their four cross-division games are against the projected top four teams in the Pac-12 South. South. So it's like, you know –
0: Who are their non-conference? Obviously, Notre Dame is one of them. Uh,
1: Notre Dame is one. I'm not sure who the rest of their – I think they have, what, two other? Let's see. No, just just one other because they play a 10-game. Does the Pac-12 play? Five, four, no. They they do play – they play a nine-game.
0: Okay. So, Stanford's 21. Kansas State and Vandy. Mm -hmm.
1: I thought they played Vandy, but I wasn't sure. Uh, They do play Vanderbilt on the 18th of September.
0: Yeah. They open against Kansas State. They play Vanderbilt. I assume that that's at Stanford on the 18th of September. And then they finish up at Notre Dame. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. So they play Notre Dame at home.
1: Stanford is here. Oh, that's
0: Stanford. Oh. It's here. Oh, yeah. Seven o'clock Re- kick, by the Reading way. Reading is fundamental. If totally worth the trip. Oh, this Stanford-Kansas State game is one of those preseason games or early season games at neutral sites. That's at AT&T Stadium in Arlington I'm on sorry.
1: the 4th. Stanford and Kansas State are going to play somewhere else, <laughs> and they think people are going to come to this. Well, fortunately,
0: it's at Arlington, Texas. So, I mean, I would expect there to be a pretty good K State contingent there.
1: I want, do they do like multiple games at these things now? I think it's like
0: maybe a Friday, three game, uh, Yeah.
1: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, something like Friday, that. Or Friday,
0: Saturday, Sunday. I mean, this is Labor Day weekend. It might even be a Saturday, Sunday, Monday because the NFL hadn't started yet that weekend.
1: Right. That's the only way I can see that making sense.
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's the season opener for Kansas State. Hope springs eternal. You know, everybody's zero and zero, all that other stuff. Throw the records out the window. Well, there are no records. You know. So let hey, it's an eleven o'clock start. It might be a doubleheader on Saturday.
1: Well, I'm thinking you could probably get uh, you probably get double the tickets there.
0: Well, and to your point, it's an 11 o'clock Central Time game. You can probably get everybody out and get another crowd in for the late-nighter if you played a doubleheader.
1: Yeah, whatever that may be. I but
0: I tell you, this Stanford-Vanderbilt game in Nashville, that's...
1: Intriguing. Yeah.
0: we might have to try to get credential for that.
1: It's intriguing. I would love to see it. At 7 o'clock at Vanderbilt Stadium? I'd love to see Stanford. I think David Shaw does a great job. I agree. I agree. Um, As we look at previewing the potential options for, you know, defensive players of the year and whatnots, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive lineman of Oregon, preseason defensive player of the year, unanimous selection.
0: He sounds like a player. Even if he's not Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah.
1: he sounds like he's from Louisiana, <laughs> which means he's going it's, to dominate the warrior. Pac-12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Tim DeRuyter? DeRuyter,
0: I'm not sure how you how you pronounce that.
1: But he's the, he's their new defensive coordinator, and that's I think he's going to be a a huge hire in that situation. But there is one player that I want to I want to spell this name and I want you to try to pronounce it, okay? Okay. This is this is how we're going to do this. Are you ready? Sure. It is T U L I is the first name. So Tuli. Tuli. L E T U L I G A S E N O A. Oh good.
0: No, I'm I'm gone. Latuli Gasanoa, I guess. Uh Latuli something. I mean, I got that far, and then you lost me.
1: Latuli Gasinoa. Tuli Latuli Gasinoa. Defensive lineman. Projected to be the breakout player for the Huskies.
0: Man, I those I, I I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but i tell you what, man. Those Samoan guys up front, they're beasts.
1: It it's tough to get around them.
0: Yeah. Cuz typically they're really short and they've got low centers of gravity and they're so
1: athletic. I don't I don't know how they're so athletic. It, it it's like I guess if you have to run on sand all the time makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and tell you that Oregon State is going to contend for the North title. Okay. <laughs> this is a team that they they beat Oregon last year, by the way. Remember that? They beat the eventual Pac-12 champion in and despite going like 2 and 4, all four of their losses last year, 13 points or less. So, if you have any type of guys coming back, mm-hmm. any type of leadership, catch a break. Catch a break here there. Oregon State could contend for that North title. Just going to throw that out there. It's what I got. There you go. I don't know. All right. That's going to do it for our Pac-12 North preview. We didn't have Matt Rogers on. Probably should have. Probably should have. <laughs> I'm sure he keeps up with it.
0: I don't know, though. He might be resting his voice he, these days.
1: He Yeah, he can't be. Because
0: he's, he's going to be doing double duty this fall.
1: We know uh, – yeah, he is. He's going to be Friday night and Sunday, so he'll, mm-hmm. be, he'll be busy. You'll hear him on these airwaves on Friday nights with Mike Epley calling Summit Spartans games. And then on Sunday, if you venture over to Nissan Stadium, he is the new public address voice of the Titans. Mm-hmm. The That's Pavot. A, not the Vot. <laughs> the Pavot. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so there you go. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it is wild and wacky. Wednesday. And that's always fun. Weirdest and wildest news from across the world right here on Southern Middle Tennessee sports day presented by mid Tennessee barn and joint Lee company studio right after this.
0: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical or plumbing systems, call Lee company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or
1: on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at
0: leecompany.com. That's leecompany.com.
1: When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there. And they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. So true. So true. I know you guys have just been, you, you've been begging for this particular sports talk show for your entire lives, but now it's here. You've got us. You're welcome. 48, uh, 12 minutes to the top of the hour, and... It's time for the weirdest and wildest news from across the world as we get wild and wacky. And today, do we have any subway news to, to get to go over? Subway hasn't been popping subway, off like they have. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know, that whole thing about the no press or all press is good press, I don't think nah. that's so true. <laughs> Maybe we uh, calm down, guys. I mean,
0: reel this thing in a little bit.
1: It's it's not real tuna. It's not real bread. Is anything they got real? Apparently not. Hmm. So anyway, um, I hate that we missed this yesterday because I'm really i, I would I would have taken full advantage of this, guys. We've taken full advantage of the fact that I who was selling it, celebrating its 63rd birthday yesterday, was offering 58-cent short stacks of pancakes.
0: Oh! Ho, ho. What's funny is we went to IHOP today after Jody got After Jody got missed PT. It. Yeah, I, I had no idea. We'd
1: have gone I, yesterday. I didn't know where we were I, going I, yesterday. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Tough. If it had been wild and wacky Tuesday, we'd have known. <laughs> We didn't know.
0: You need to start pre-screening that stuff.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm going to start doing, yeah. Hey, let's start in Nashville. I mean, might as well. Because guess what I have for lunch today? Food. Taco Bell. Okay. Guess where I didn't get Taco Bell from? Whichever store in Nashville it was where the employees set off the fireworks and then locked themselves oh. out of the building and had to watch it burn from the outside. Oh. Yeah. How did they lock themselves out? I, that's a great question. Um, so, here's essentially what happened. You know, Taco Bell been known to make a fire inside your belly. They decided to make a fire inside the store. The store. <laughs> um, because... Apparently, on the surveillance cameras, they they locked the place up to keep customers out. They ran around with fireworks in their hands, and they went into the men's bathroom, ignited some kind of firework in a trash can. Then they had the brilliant idea to do the same thing in a trash can in the main dining room. Well, they filmed it on their phones, went outside to get a better view, but then realized they locked themselves out. (laughs) While they watched the explosions, one of the fireworks ignited a full-on fire in the restaurant. They had to call 911. Firefighters came, and $30,000 in damage. Uh, 25-year-old Courtney Mays, the shift leader, was arrested and charged with felony-aggravated arson. And fired. And I'm sure she was fired. I'm going to have a problem with the arson thing because I feel like intent has to matter here. And I don't think she intentionally set the place on fire despite... The fact that she lit something on fire and in the building, in the building. yeah, uh, you know. But it is what it is.
0: I mean, you can't charge anybody with stupidity. I don't guess. There you go. <laughs> so, so felony arsony is the next best thing. I don't well, know.
1: as uh, as the father of the two million dollar man once said, "Get you twelve white folks and take it to trial." <laughs> so <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> take it to trial and hope. Hope that they see it your way. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. A little Master P history there for you. <laughs> um,
2: I got one from a Florida man. Oh, you got a Florida oh, man? You, oh, this is. Florida I, man. I guess, is, I, hey, last resort, just go to Florida man. Just
0: Google it. And there you see go. See what comes up.
2: Um, a Florida man was. Uh, I don't. Know, I think he was charged, but he was charged for shooting down a police drone because he thought the police drone was harassing him. Uh,
1: was the drone harassing him, or the police in general? No. Uh,
2: the drone in question was actually investigating a nearby burglary. When uh, <laughs> they
1: got <had> drones now,
2: fifty-year-old <laughs> oh. Wendell. Goni from Mount Dora, Florida. Oh, of course, so it it's from Dora. Into his own hands, and shot the police drone with his 22 caliber rifle two times before going back inside his house. The drone would then plummet and crash and catch fire after colliding nearby with a structure. Um, Greg Goonie, however, has a history of run-ins with the police. And he was convicted of aggravated assault of a law enforcement officer back in 2013. So now he's facing a number of new charges, including possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and criminal mischief.
1: Oh, well, sad day for him. Mm. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to preface this by saying that my high school English teacher was also once on the news for this exact same thing. Okay. Shooting down a drone? No, no. The oh, thing I'm about is, to tell oh, you said predicting my bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh a man is in jail after deputies said he tried to break into a Harrison Township home, which is in Pennsylvania, of course. Because he was chased out of the home by a fifteen year old wielding a samurai sword. This is a true story. My high school English teacher actually chased a burglar out of her home with a samurai sword. Uh, This exact same thing. Apparently, this was during a birthday party. Four children, ranging from 11 to 15, were at home while their parents were at work. I'm sorry, so it's not a birthday party. It's just just these four kids. The 15-year-old, apparently, the babysitter. Kids call in a panic, the father said, saying somebody was trying to break in. And he said, I'll tell you what, I was scared to death. But the father pulled up the home surveillance on his phone, saw the man causing damage to his property, including appearing to hammer to hammer the pool. I guess that's above ground pool. I don't know. Video later showed the man pulling away rapidly in a car because this kid uh, basically grabbed a samurai sword and ran after
2: him. I mean, hey, home defense. I, samurai sword works. I'm here for
1: that. I'm here for that.
2: I'm here for your high school English teacher.
1: <laughs> Same thing. Fantastic. I mean, if if there's a better weapon in the home than a samurai sword to be chasing someone out with, you you, you won't convince me otherwise. There There's nothing better than that. Facts. I mean, I guess we're going to all carry Fisher on everybody, but... No, I mean a samurai sword has got to be the coolest. I mean, you, you know, come out look like Tom Cruise in whatever movie that was, The Last Samurai, or, or John Belushi. <laughs> there, well, yeah, and, and wow, oh man! All right, one last thing before we get out of here on Wild and Wacky Wednesday: a guy in Pennsylvania stole a bunch of stuff from a sporting goods store earlier this month. You know how he got caught. Anybody?
0: I'm scared to ask.
1: Well, he walked off with $2,000 worth of clothes and shoes that he didn't pay for. He packed it in his car and could have just left, but then he decided to walk back in the store and try to return something that he didn't want.
0: That he had stolen. That he would (laughs) stolen.
1: It's not clear if he tried to get a refund or just had no use for it and was trying to give it back, but when he walked (laughs) in, they accused him of stealing, so he took off. Uh, cops tracked him down using surveillance surveillance footage, and he's now facing charges for retail theft and receiving stolen property. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying, you know,
2: if they could charge people for stupidity,
1: if they could charge people for stupidity, sure. But you know, if you didn't want it, you ain't never heard of Facebook Marketplace or eBay or <laughs> Craigslist. Or clearly, clearly not. Literally anything else where you could have sold it for. I mean, where you didn't
0: have to go back in the store
1: that you just left cuz you stole? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. That's going to do it for Wild and Wacky Wednesday here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Oh man, it's been a fun, fun ride. We are on the other side of week number 1 in the afternoon time slot. Hope you guys have enjoyed uh Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today on the drive home the last couple of days and George Plaster starting at two o'clock each and every weekday right here on WKOM. We will be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel right here. Uh four PM following George Plaster. And it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big day. Big day. We've uh we'll actually have some some baseball to preview, talk about, I guess. I mean no, the Braves don't play on Friday. Friday, either. golly, this is no good. <laughs> A whole week, you know, all this. Yeah. Hey, plenty
0: of time like to reset. At yeah, least, yeah. at least we're not losing.
1: <laughs> There's that. There's that. But so yeah, uh, but yeah, we've got plenty to talk about. We will get, um, we will get to more Pac-12 talk, the South part of that because. There's a lot to talk about there, including the Arizona State situation. So we'll also be able to talk a little
2: seven on seven from over at Riverdale.
1: That's right. We will be at Riverdale in the morning. So follow us, SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter.
2: Hey, hopefully this time I can remember my sunscreen.
1: Oh, good plan. Good plan. It'll be you know excellent plan. Good idea. <laughs> so yeah. Follow us on Twitter for updates at the Riverdale 7 on seven in the morning. And stick around for Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day again. It's at what did I say? Four o'clock tomorrow.
0: Four, yeah, something yeah, like six. that. Yeah. So yeah, four to six.
1: We will be right here. Thank you guys for hanging out. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day for Lawson Smith, Mo Patton. I'm Chris Shout saying goodbye from the Lee Company Studio and stay cool, Columbia.